0: Welcome to the MVP show. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. I've been running this program now for a few years, had hundreds of people go through it. If you want to turbocharge your career in Microsoft business applications, this is 100% free, uh, apart from your time investment, of course. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-day challenge, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring for more information. And with that, let's get on with the show. The Today's guest is from Dublin, Ireland. She's a senior consultant uh, in cloud engineering with Avanard. She's uh, in her second year as an MVP. Uh, she's a WENTOR, uh, which is a group of uh, uh, people supporting young women who desire to begin a career in technology, she's an advisor on the committee member for DynamicsCon and a founder of Textiles, which I'm sure we're going to find out about shortly. We're not speaking. She mentors women and other members of the community. You can find her on Twitter at Foyan B. Welcome to the show, Foyan Aljidebalo. Is did I get that right? Yes, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? So you can just
1: say "foi," really. I don't think you need to stress about the allegedly below. It's fine. <laughs> yes, "foi" works. I mean, that's so where, very Where are, you from? Where are um, you from? Have we started the show or this is part of the.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've started the show. <laughs> We're on oh, here now.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, because the, um, the the text that is actually textilers. Yeah. Textilers. Tell me about Textilers. Yes, so Textilers is a community that I started out about a year ago and along the way I've had um, other women join me like um, Ola Jumoke who is the co-founder and other amazing women which most of us are familiar with um, in the Power Platform and our vision is to support women ladies girls who want to begin a career in technology right so we have some women who are just getting started like fresh out of school maybe one or two years experience trying to find their fit in technology we have other women who have gone off in a career path and are wanting to switch to technology and we have some women who are doing like old tech and they want to start to understand the new technology like low code, no code, artificial intelligence, you know, mixed reality. So we have all these different women with all of these needs. And Textilers is a place where we support, nurture, and mentor them to become the best of themselves in these
0: technology areas. So so I've I've recently seen some posts around textilers on Twitter. Uh, I saw Eliza Benitez in, in one of those posts recently. Um, is there a website that people can go to? Uh, you know, how do people engage with textilers?
1: So for now, we have our major channels are on LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn page, Textilers. We have our Twitter handle at tech underscore stylers. And we also have our Teams channel where we have all of our tech sessions and all of our monthly meetup sessions. Yeah, but in order to be added to that Teams channel, you need to fill the form to indicate interest.
0: Yeah, and I see that the form is actually on that LinkedIn page as a link to the, the, the form that you can complete your email, first name, last name, and submit that. And obviously, someone I expect would be in touch with them.
1: Yes. Yes, that's great. Yes, it is. Um, And we also have a WhatsApp group because we saw that people didn't really feel like a part of the community if they were not in a group where they could say hi and hello. You know, something, something a bit beyond social media. So that was why we said, okay, you know what, let's create this WhatsApp group and have all of the women in one space where they can talk to each other on the go.
0: I love it. I love it. WhatsApp's really good for that, right, because, every you know, you can get into the flow um, of conversations. I was actually involved in starting a WhatsApp group in Nigeria a couple of years ago around the Power Platform Happy Hour, and, like, yeah, it's grown massively. Of course, the Nigerian community have taken it over and are just running with it. It's so so awesome.
1: It's really nice.
0: Mm. So how long have you been in Ireland? And did you move from Nigeria to Ireland? Was it a direct or did you go to other countries first? How how was that for you?
1: So um nine years now in Ireland. I moved November last year and the we, we my family and I moved here, so we came with Emirates, so we had to stop over in Dubai and then straight to Ireland. But I mean we didn't go out of the airports because you know at that time it was we're really deep into COVID and all and the lockdown, so it was more like we just wanted to get to our destination <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah, so yes, and it's been basically Nigeria all my life, and now and now I'm in Ireland.
0: Yeah, was it? How, like how did you start your tech career? What did you you know, t- you know, take me on that journey of how you got into technology?
1: So I've always. I've always wanted to do tech, like since I was a girl, I was really curious about, you know, how does this, how does the computer work, what's behind it, Was so I had that curiosity in me, and I made it known to my mom, and she said, okay, I think you should study computer engineering, but at that time, computer engineering felt more about building the parts together, so we had a chat with the more senior woman, and she said, no, I think she should learn the software side of computer not necessarily the hardware side and so i got into university and studied computer science and that's really how my my tech career started i did um, my university then I got into an IT consulting firm that we were partners with Microsoft. And I started working there. And then I, you know, we're doing SharePoints, then, you know, installing the servers, Active Directory, and all. And that's really how my tech career started with SharePoints as my first love, as I like to say. And I've basically grown through all the revolution and transformations of SharePoints since I think 2003 version, then we had 2007 and 2010 and all that and all that. And along the way, you know, all the other things that plug into SharePoint, like the, I mean, like SharePoint Designer, which is the native automation tool, then a bit of the extensions using K2 and Intex for process automation. Then I did a bit of Knowledge Lake at some point when we're trying to build a document management solution, you know, so it was basically SharePoint and all of the things that surround the docu sign and all. So yeah, and that's how I spent nine years with the IT consulting firm. From there I moved to the bank to drive the Office 365 initiative and spent another three years plus there. And now I'm in Ireland.
0: Wow. How how did Power Apps get on your radar then because you're obviously very deep in the in the SharePoint side of things? How did you discover uh Power Apps and and Power Automate and you know started using those tools?
1: Yes. So, because I was using SharePoint Designer, at that time we used InfoPath forms to design the front end of of um of the request whenever a user has a request will be an InfoPath form and then automate it with sharepoint designer so there was a new request at the bank and i was talking to a friend about it and he said why are you still using infopath do you know there's something called power apps and i'm like power apps i don't have a clue what that is am i do i have a? am i licensed for it do i have to pay <laughs> and then he laughed and said do you have office 365 i said yes he said then you have power apps you don't need to pay for it okay let's jump on the call and let me show you and then we had the call and he showed me what power apps was like some of the things are like wow this is beautiful this is like the user interface is a far cry from what info part was and that's how i said okay the next request coming my way is going to be power apps so when i had the Shortly after that, a new request came and I said, okay, I'm using Power Apps for this. And I started the journey and it wasn't so easy. (laughs) Sometimes I got stuck and I didn't even know what to search for on the internet. Like, you know, this is what it is you're trying to do. But okay, how do I I say it? (laughs) So I had this, my friend kind of mentoring me for my first few months. Because he's in the US, he's in New York. So I had to wait for him to wake up you know, and settle down into work. So maybe when he's on lunch break, which will be, almost be hitting my end of day, I could say, oh, I'm having this, this This is what I'm trying to do. How do I say it? Oh, and then he says, okay, 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 this is how you go about it and all. So from there, I started, you know, my passion for the community started because I saw how quickly I could solve problems leveraging someone who, had, who has been there. So, I'm like, if we're all trying to learn this tool and we're all struggling, I mean, why should we all struggle alone? If I've been through something, you don't have to go spend another two hours or three hours looking for an answer. When I know the answer, I can just tell you, this is it. And that's how I created a WhatsApp group <laughs> and brought all the friends I've met in the past 11 years in my journey with InfoPath saying, guys, InfoPath is going to die and PowerApps is here. You need to jump on it. And of course, they were like, no, we love InfoParts. We don't. <laughs> and i <I'm> like, <laughs> I like when you start using PowerApps, you're going to love PowerApps because it's so slick. So that's how the basically how the community started from two people, and um, we started to increase, and they kept inviting other guys who were in the SharePoint and InfoPath space to say, "Come and learn Power Apps," and I know. And the Nigerian community has totally exploded today.
0: It's yeah, it's massive now. It's just, it's it's mind blowing how how big it's become in Nigeria, and I think a lot of people uh, don't understand about. Um, one, how big Nigeria is, as in from a population perspective, and then how many people are in tech in Nigeria?
1: Yes, I completely agree. I mean, a country of over 200 million people is a lot.
0: Mm. And are people seeing that tech is the kind of career path to follow there? They are beginning to see
1: it. They're beginning to see it, and it's, it's, it's getting massive every day, like, People are beginning to see that this is, this is um, the way to go. I would say. I mean, coming from Nigeria, we have a lot of challenges, and also people are starting to see that with technology, I, I can, I can basically have the world on my fingertips, I would say. Like I'm not I'm not limited to the Nigerian economy. I can sit here in Nigeria and I can service any company across the world if I have the right technology skills. And we've seen, I mean that has started happening. We've seen a lot of developers who sit in Nigeria and able to work for a lot of big companies across the world remotely. Or seeing people move from one, from Nigeria to other countries. So that has really increased the awareness of the young generation to know that, yes, technology is something that I can learn, that I can do, and I can also be successful at it.
0: Tell me, what's, what's the attitude from, uh, like, uh, you know, I come from New Zealand, a little country at the bottom of the world, and... There's part of our culture in New Zealand that once you finish either um high school or university is that you then leave the country you can, if you want to if you want to experience the world because you've been so remote, you would move to a lot of people would move to london or or somewhere in Europe or the u s or something like that and there's a feeling that if you want to get ahead in your career, you need to leave the country to to develop your career. Is there, is there a culture, What you know, what's that feeling um, in Nigeria? Do people easily find work within Nigeria to either work remotely for, for companies um, in other countries, or is there a feeling that, you know, you also want to travel and go and explore the world?
1: So I think it's a mix of both. I think I would say from my perspective that it's a mix of both. So we have, um, I mean, with, the, with COVID and all that has happened, it has ho- opened up a lot more remote opportunities to individuals where the company's not necessarily saying, oh, you have to come. It's like, okay, fine, you can stay in your country. It's okay, but you um, you just need to work for us remotely and these are the hours you need to fulfill and all of that. So I are seeing a lot of that. and I was seeing some people prefer that because, I mean, moving countries is, is not completely... Um, a fantastic experience you know you're coming to a new culture the weather is different your all of your friends are back home i mean these are friends of 10 15 years who could just walk into your home anytime and come and have dinner you could walk into theirs when you're feeling bored and just say oh what did you cook and just go to the kitchen and make yourself at home you know your family is there your parents are there your everybody so moving is a big step and it's not everyone is ready for that big step uh, now so they would prefer to say you know what i i just i want to stay at home it's fine if i can earn the money from here and we have other people who are a bit adventurous they say i want to see the world i've lived all my life here the world is too big for me to spend all my life in a particular country i want to see what's going on i want to have the feeling of walking, um, um, working with other professionals that speak different languages that have a completely different perspective to life you know so that my mind can also be broadened. I can start to think, see how people from another place, how they reason and all. So it's a it's a mix. It's a mix. You know, it's a mix.
0: How how did you become an MVP? What what were and and I really, you know, there'll be folks listening to this call that they're they want to know one about them. How to become an MVP and and what was different for you once you became an MVP and and correct me if I'm wrong you were the first MVP in business applications in Nigeria is that right?
1: Yes, and also the first female MVP.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome, right? There's a big milestones and and big big uh, uh, an opportunity for you know those aspiring to to look at what you've achieved and you know anyone that's the first has is, is always gone through more hoops to get through because the way hasn't been created but you've now created the way of course for other uh women in tech uh people in Nigeria etc to also become mvp so what what was that journey for you and and what's been the impact on you okay so
1: i know that the 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 cool story of the community and how we got started was basically what happened and we had our first meetup at that time i i didn't even know how to hold a meetup like i was like okay what do we do what do we see how do we plan the agenda <laughs> i was completely lost but i knew that i wanted to do this so i reached out to sammy's i reached out to Keith. you know to see well, i'm trying to do this i can see you're leading some user groups how can i start and i remember that Keith you know shadow the meeting with me which i missed the first The first um, time because I was still in transit and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, Keith, I'm so sorry. I missed the meeting because it's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, wow, okay, this is fantastic. (laughs) We'll book another time. And then we booked the session and he explained to me what a standard meetup would look like and how we should run, what the agenda should be. And he promised that they were all coming on the call. The couple of MVPs, the Power Platform crew were coming to support for the Q&A session. And it was fantastic, the first event. All this while, I didn't really even, like, I knew there was something called MVP, because I think at that time we had, like, two or three people in Nigeria who were MVPs, but I didn't even know what they did or what it takes to become an MVP, so I was just here doing my own thing and being passionate about helping the community and connecting all of us together, and... I started that out. Started running our weekly meetups, and um, remote, remotely, and all of that was going on. Then we had the Power Platform Bootcamp the following year, which was massive—over 250 people in attendance in person—and it was fantastic. And so I was just, we were just doing all of that, and I got other people to join, so people like David Abu, who is now with Microsoft, and all those passionate people were just running the community. And then I saw that. We're not getting enough tr- enough traction from the women, which was how textiles got started. So in the midst of it all, I just got a mail from Lawrence and who works with Microsoft. He's he's in Kenya and he says, "Oh, Fui, I've heard all the fantastic things you're doing. Blah blah blah. Can you send me a slide just to talk about all the things you have done for the community?" And I said, "Okay, that I want to um I want to submit you you i want to propose or i want to um what's the word now i want to nominate you as an mvp and i said okay so i sent it to him and that's how i got the email to say we have been nominated you know answer all of these questions so for me it wasn't really like i i had the mvp as a target when i started because like i said i didn't even know what it was about or how to become one for me it was just about connecting all of the professionals together knowledge sharing helping each other in our learning journey and you know doing all the volunteer work to help the community our local community so that was that was really um how i got the got nominated for the MVP and how i eventually got my MVP award mm-hmm. um what impacts for the impact has made um, for me personally, is I, I'm happy and I'm proud that I, as a black woman, you know, in Nigeria, can become an MVP. It's it's an an award I cherish so much, and I'm really humbled and honored to to have it. And I'm also happy and excited because it shows other women other nigerian women that you know what you can also do this and you can also have this award because for us for us african and nigerian women there's a lot that we do there's a lot of responsibilities on us there's so much so much so much that most of us like the last thing on our agenda is anything volunteer like when we just finish the mere basics where, like, let me just, like, I just want to rest, like, I'm not even, I'm not up for anything, for any volunteer activity or any community, nothing, I don't think I can manage that with my tight schedule, so, gaining the MVP, I think, would show, and and that was a lot of I got a lot of positive response from it also on, on social media. We show all the women that this is possible and you can also do this. This is not about unibou people as we call them. It's not about being white or being foreign. Here, you as a black woman can also have this award. And I'm very happy that even after I got it, um, a couple of months later, my friend also, Jumoke, who started out textilers with me, also became an MVP in office and office apps and services. And, you know, and we're hoping that we're, we're currently mentoring a lot of women and also hoping that we'll be more, become more in, in the next coming months.
0: I love it. I love it. Such a good story. Such a good story. Um, it's so good to hear it. And I just hope so many people are inspired um, from your journey. I always like to wrap up with a few random quickfire questions. Um, are you ready for yours? Yes, I am. <laughs> Here it is. You walk into a cafe, what type of drink do you order? A Coke. A Coke. I like it. Would you rather be rich or famous? Rich. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. If you could solve one world problem, what would it be? And it can't be COVID.
1: No, it can't. Certainly not. Um, Education. I believe that everyone has the right to be educated. So yes, i would I would do ed- education free for all and <laughs> ensure that you can reach the highest heights of education you desire to achieve in life without having money as a problem.
0: Mm. I like it. Foyan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to to have this conversation with you, Mark.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365Guy. If you like the show and you want to support it, uh, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.